Hey, yo, what up? It's Tori Deshaun, a.k.a. Boopy, and you listening to MTMV Sports. Scat. What's good? It's your boy, Stephen Malcolm, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Let's get it. Well, that sucked. 38-7, final score. Um... That's the second time we've went to California and gotten absolutely destroyed. Um, that was very frustrating to watch. I was really excited for that game coming off the bye week. Um, I'd been hopping myself up for it for two weeks. So I, I really sucked to come out and play that flat against the 49ers. Um, it's definitely concerning. There's a lot of things we're going to talk about today that are concerning. But um, it's not completely over. We're still first first in the NFC North, and uh, the Vikings basically have to win out if we win out. The the Vikings have to win out and beat us to be able to win the North, and all we have to do is win out, and we can even lose the Vikings game as long as we win our the rest of our games. We shouldn't be very hard because we play the Giants, the Redskins, the Bears, and the Lions. We should be able to sweep those and... Even if we lose the Vikings, we'll still win the North. And mathematically, that we can be no lower than the third seed. Because no matter who wins, the NFC East is going to be the fourth seed because none of them are going to reach 12 wins. That's if we win out. That's if we win the Bears, Lions, Giants, Redskins games. So um, that's the only upside I see out of this. Like I said, we're going to talk about some of the things that are concerning because there's definitely a lot of concerning things coming out of this game. First of all, the flags early in the game. That's the second time against the Chargers we came out and had flags early in the game. Now, given that flag on Devontae at the very beginning was a terrible call. I uh, do not agree with it at all. He barely bumped him. And I don't know. Devontae said that's something that you'd see in college. Like, that's not. He barely, he, you know, that I don't know. That was a BS call. I didn't like it. Um, he then, I mean, immediately when we first got the opening kickoff, we ran that play for five yards. Uh, we had a five-yard gain, and then that completion to Devontae. It was a first down. We were moving the ball. And I know it was just two plays, but it was a first down. We were moving the ball. It looked okay. It looked like a promising drive. And then that flag backed us up. And we had multiple flags throughout the game. Uh, we had a holding on a nine-yard gain, I know. Uh, it felt like every play that we were getting a big play in that first quarter, not even necessarily a big play, but a good play, it felt like it was getting called back. And then there was the ghost illegal hands to the face penalty on Kevin King. When we sat Garoppolo, it would have been fourth and long. They would have had to punt us the ball, but they called illegal hands to the face. I've watched the replay. He did not touch his face. The call, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. I don't know why they called that. But they called the flag on Kevin King, and it gave him a first down. They ended up getting a field goal going up 10 nothing on us. I'm not saying those flags caused us to lose. I'm not like Lions fans. But that definitely turned the game. Like I feel like we could have had multiple opportunities to play better and maybe not get off to that bad start and allow their defense to get in such a groove. I don't know. But the the big problem with the plays, the players in general, not the flags, will get away from that. The offensive line was terrible. That was the worst offensive line showing we've had all season. That was worse than the Chargers. Um, it felt like we couldn't do anything. It felt like every single play Rodgers was under pressure and we couldn't. And I saw the we need a receiver group on Twitter talking. Man, that's getting on my nerves. We could, Odell wouldn't have helped us that game. 
DeAndre Hopkins wouldn't have helped us that game. Like, and they wanted Devonte Parker. They wanted Emmanuel Sanders. What what Sanders have for the 49ers? A catch? Had one catch. Like the receiver. We need a receiver. Packer Twitter group is so annoying. And if you're listening and you're one of those, uh, we can argue if you want to. That's that's ridiculous. We did not need a receiver last night. Yeah, our receivers other than Devonte had what four receptions for 24 yards. You know why? It wasn't because they can't catch the ball. It was because we couldn't get the ball off. Our offensive line was so bad. We couldn't get anything. And you could say, well, they can't get open. They don't have time to get open. It's hard to get open when you're getting jammed at the line and you've got two seconds. It's hard to get open whenever that happens. So I don't want to hear the, we need a receiver. If you, Jerry Ross wouldn't have helped us Sunday night. That The offensive line was our problem Sunday night. Balaga ended up getting hurt. Luckily, he avoided a major injury like he had in 2017. Uh, it's an MCL sprain, so it's likely going to be week to week. Um as far as that goes, Alex Lott didn't play very well, but I'd expect him to play a little bit better against worse competition coming up, and he actually has time to prepare. He didn't know he was going to be playing Sunday night, so maybe having time to prepare and practice with the ones if Belaga misses, um, maybe that'll help him and we'll be playing worse competition, worse D-lines. So hopefully Alex Lott can play good enough to allow us to win the games we should win. Um, I don't know what the problem with the O-line was. Corey Lindsley had a really bad day. Um, for those that don't know, he's our center, number 63. Corey Lindsley, he, he, it seemed like every play that was busted when you go and watch the replay, Corey, it was Corey Lindsley's fault. DJ Moore was dominating Corey Lindsley. Um, on run plays, pass plays, all of it, Corey Lindsley just had a bad overall day. Um, it was the first time Elkton Jenkins really struggled. Um, he's been playing very well this season, and he struggled last night. Sunday night, um, it uh, Bakhtiari played average. He he let some pressures go. He like like this whole season's been going. He hasn't been playing like he normally does. It's just an overall bad day by our O line. I know a couple times we even slid in an extra tight end. We had Mercedes Lewis in there blocking because we just couldn't get anything from, especially the right side with Alex Lott in. Um, it was just terrible overall offensive line play. And uh, that caused a lot of problems. Uh, we gave up five sacks, but uh, way more pressures. Um, we were 1 for 15 on third down and 0 for 14 with Rodgers in the game. Um, we Both teams, for the majority of the game, couldn't get a third down. So that's, that's a heads up to our defense for that. And there's not much to give them props for. But for that, uh, we went 0 for 14 with Rodgers in the game on third down. That can't happen. That can't happen. We got to get third downs, um, and what'll help is getting us to third and short instead of having to go from third and eight, third and nine, third and eleven after these sacks on second down. And uh, I know there was one play which I, I'm a I take up for Rodgers on this uh, aspect, but it also can get on my nerves at times. Whenever it's second and six after a four yard run, why are we launching the ball down the field to a covered Devonte? Like I I really don't understand that. Um, I know that Devontae's a great player. I know that Rodgers is a great player, but it just seems like when Rodgers doesn't have anything, he is just launching the ball to Adams, and it's not getting anywhere. It's not We're not making big plays off of it whenever we you know, try to run it or try to hit a check down or something. Like, launching the ball down the field is not getting us anywhere, so I really don't understand why he's doing that. Um, now, obviously, if it connected, this would be a whole different story. If he connected on that, then, yeah, I, w- I would be making – you know, I'd be saying, oh, Rodgers is so good. But at the same time, 
Would I be? Because if we're just launching them, how sustainable is that? How sustainable is it launching the ball down the field to Devontae every time? Like, that's not going to get us past really good teams in the playoffs. So I don't know if I'd be saying that. I'd be I'd obviously be happy about it because it probably puts us in a better chance to win. But I don't think that I want our offense built on second and six launch to Devontae when nobody's open. You know, um, the our, on the other side of the ball, our pass rush was very successful. Also, um, we our Zadarius played very good. He's keeping up that historical uh, pressure rate number. He he's doing awesome. Preston Smith is doing awesome. Both of them showed out. Uh, they came to play, and that's about the only two that did come to play. There was uh, a couple bright spots. Blake Martinez made a couple good plays, especially coming out of halftime on that uh, drive that we stopped them on their very first possession in the second half. Uh, Martinez showed up a little bit, played a little bit more physical than he has been past weeks, but not the whole game, and his coverage is still terrible. And I like Martinez. Uh, do I want to keep Martinez on the team? I do. Do I want to pay Martinez like a top – linebacker in this league i don't they he's not that good he's good enough he's a solid starter if you could get him somebody dominant beside him he would be a great starter but he doesn't have that he's having to do this by himself because we don't have another linebacker warren burks hasn't showed as much potential as i would have liked by now burks is a better in coverage he's a faster linebacker than martinez but he really hasn't showed a whole lot bj goodson is the one that we picked up earlier this season and uh he's a good run stopper but is he a guy that we're going to give a big contract i don't think so i don't want to um i think maybe find a second rounder in the draft to help martinez or find a good free agent this offseason to help martinez because martinez can be good when he's got a solid linebacker beside him to help him with those roles where he can focus more on one thing and he's not having to decide mid-play what he has to do because there's nobody there to help him so um back back to the pass rush our pass rush did play good and kenny clark played good kenny clark uh he had a couple good run stops uh, the the main thing, guys, it's our secondary. Our secondary has not been good since week three. I mean, we are just since we played the Eagles, our secondary has been terrible. Like I I love Jair, I really do. But how good has he been since week three? Not very good. He has not been a very good cornerback. And Kevin King has been atrocious. Yeah, he's came up with some interceptions that were pretty cool. But other than those interceptions, he has not been very good. Like. I, I don't know. I know we have a lot of defenders of him on here. I know that a lot of fans uh, really like Kevin King, and I like King. I like the pick when we drafted him. Uh, I'm not part of the T.J. Watt club that we should have picked him over. It'd be great to have T.J. Watt, but if we had T.J. Watt, would we have Zedarius and Preston now? I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. Like I, Somebody tweeted today, and they said, just curious if I'm still on this hill by myself. Let's test it out. Fill in the blank. When Kevin King is healthy, he's blank. And I replied to it, and I said average with an intermediate upside because of his size and skill set, which what I, was what I liked about him coming out of college in the draft. He's a big corner. He's a tall corner. He's got good hands. Um, you've seen that this year with the interceptions. He's also dropped a couple, but um, I specifically remember him in college when he played for Washington, that one-handed interception he had in the end zone. That was, I mean, when I was watching film on him, that was something that I was like, okay, this guy, I mean, I know one play doesn't define you, but I, when he caught that ball with his size and his skill set, like, I, that's when I was like, okay, Kevin King would be a cool pick. But then the other thing I said was he's also averaged with a high risk, low reward because of his inability to make athletic breaks on the ball. Plus, he's shown no, he's shown more ability to blow a coverage than he has shown to be a blanket on someone. 
Because the thing is, if you go back and you watch the All-22 on Kevin King, there's so many plays where he's running downfield trying not to let somebody beat deep, beat him deep, and then the receiver breaks the route and they stop, and Kevin King's nowhere to be found. He's seven yards down the field because he's not fast enough to turn around and stop with that receiver. He He doesn't have that agility. He's not... Like, he's fast in just a straight line, but he's not making those cuts like receivers are and things like that. So he's not blanketing receivers, and we're seeing it weekly, him getting burned. And I know people are taking up for him. They're like, oh, yeah, y'all want to roast Kevin King, but look at the whole defense. I am looking at the whole defense. It's not just Kevin King. It's the secondary. Our our pass rush has been great. Our D-line run defense hasn't been very good, but the pass rush has been great. Our linebackers aren't very good in coverage. Our DBs aren't very good in coverage. Amos has been okay. He's been average. Um, he doesn't miss the tackles that Haha missed, but he really hasn't been great in coverage either. He hasn't made. He he's batted a couple balls that we ended up intercepting, but he, ha, he hasn't shown to have great hands. I like this Amos signing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here bashing these guys because I think our defense has a lot of potential. I think our defense can be very good, but the thing is, they haven't shown it since week three. And we've got to get this thing together or we're not going to win the Super Bowl. We're going to play a good offense in the playoffs and we'll go one and done. Because if the defense shows up like this in the playoffs, teams are, are just going to destroy us. You in that On that play where Kittle, the long touchdown by Kittle Sunday, they had that play pre-planned. That was a play that they went into this week knowing that they would have and they could use it anytime they wanted. They knew that that play would work. You could tell by the way they planned it. You can tell by the time they chose to call that play after we scored the touchdown because they knew they knew Aaron Rodgers down twenty three to eight. That's a easy. That's I wouldn't say easy. That's a comeback. That Aaron Rodgers could come back. They've seen him come back from down twenty points. They've they know he's capable of doing it. So when they when they saw that we scored the touchdown, we stopped them and we scored a touchdown. Got the two point conversion. It was twenty three to eight. It was a two score game. They knew. We've got this play. We know it'll work. They run a little crossing route to Kittle, pick up 14, 15 yards. Very next play, they hit the bomb to Kittle. They knew it would be there. It was a play-action pass. Kevin King, uh, he got burned. Kittle came his way, cut at, like he was taking a corner. King went with the corner. He cut back inside. It was a post. It was wide open. He's a touchdown. And they knew that they would have it. That We can't have that as a defense. Petten can't have that as a defense. When a team knows for sure they're going to have a play that's going to score a touchdown on us or have a big gain on us, you know that there's a flaw in the defense. And not just the players, it's with the coach. And I like Petten. I'm happy we kept him. But for some reason, Petten is coming up with these weird game plans these past few weeks that just aren't working. And I don't know why he's running so much zone. I don't know if he doesn't trust the corners at all to play man. I don't, I don't really know what he's doing. But... I'll tell you, I would rather see Jair contest a ball deep than see all these 10-yard passes that are easily caught by the receiver and they're picking up yards after the catch. It showed a graphic on the game Sunday night where the 49ers receivers were averaging like 6.5 or 7.5 yards after catch or something like that after every catch this season. And in the game against us, it was 10.5. It was 10.5, 11.5. Like, they were picking up way more yards than they normally do because our corners are playing so deep off of them and letting them have so much cushion that we're just letting them catch the ball and then making a tackle. That's no way to play defense because if that's going to happen, Garoppolo's, he he just has to wait two seconds because even if the pressure's getting there, if Garoppolo only has two seconds, he's got a receiver wide open because we're dropping off of him. So it's easy to drive the ball down the field on us, and we saw that. they Teams have been doing it to us weekly, and the 49ers are better than the other teams that have been doing it to us weekly, and the 49ers ran all over us they ran the ball on us they passed the ball on us they did anything they wanted to do and that's why it was 38 to 7 
So Pettin really has to come up with a plan. I mean, if if Kevin King's not getting the job done, play Josh Jackson. I know Josh Jackson hasn't been as good as we've wanted him to be, but let him have a chance. Let's see what he can do because Kevin King's not getting the job done. And I'm not Jire's not really getting the job done either, but Jire's upside's a lot better than Kevin King's. Jire's a lot better player and you can just see that by watching. Um let Josh Jackson play. Let Tony Brown play. Let somebody come prove themselves that because we can't. If we want to win the Super Bowl this year, we can't let teams do that. There's no offense to be found there in the Super Bowl year that we won the Super Bowl in 2010. You know who stepped up? Tremont Williams. We needed a guy to step up, and he did, and he played great. So I mean, we've got to have somebody. Let Tony Brown have a chance. Let Josh Jackson have a chance. We have to have something to you know, get this defense boosted because otherwise we're not going to win the Super Bowl and we're going to play a team in the playoffs. We might win one game if we get a home game, but we're going to play against a team that has a good pass game and a good running game and they're going to kill us. Like, it's just that simple. If we can't defend, because the only time this defense does good, the only time our defense shows enough to where we can win games is when we force turnovers. We haven't won a game this season where we didn't force a turnover. Not one game. It, the three games that we have lost, we didn't have any turnovers. We didn't have any turnovers against the Eagles. We didn't force any turnovers against the Chargers. And we didn't force any turnovers against the 49ers. Sorry, I blinked. we got to force turnovers. And you can't depend on turnovers every single game because this is not going to happen every single game. Teams are going to be smart and the good I mean, I wouldn't call Garoppolo good. He's been turning the ball over all year, which is also concerning because if he's going to turn the ball over against everybody and we can't even force him to turn the ball over, I mean, what the heck? Our defense has to show up. Our defense isn't showing up. And don't get me wrong, I'm not just sitting here bashing the defense because our offense absolutely did not show up either. Um, I, But the thing is, the defense hasn't been showing up any week lately, and uh, it's it's hurting us. And we've got the Giants, the Redskins, Bears, and the Lions, four out of our next five. And those got to be get-right games. We we cannot let Daniel Jones play with us. we got to kill him. we got to come in there and beat him. I'm talking 45-14 or 35-7, 35-10. we got to kill him. we got to kill the Giants. we got to kill the Redskins. Like, we have to, to be able to, because we're going to be a joke in the playoffs if we can't defend and we need some things to get our confidence going and the Giants and the Redskins are two teams to do that because Daniel Jones gives the ball away more than anybody but Jameis Winston so we got to make get takeaways from him um Saquon's going to be there and I see him giving our defense trouble a few weeks ago on the podcast I predicted our wins and losses that would happen and uh I picked us over the Giants Redskins Bears and Lions but I'm gonna tell you the Giants can beat us if we play defense like we've been playing defense because Daniel Jones has to, he's got Saquon Barkley to check that ball down to, to hand the ball off to. Like, Saquon can do a lot of damage to us just like Christian McCaffrey can. And I know we beat the Panthers, but Saquon's just as capable of beating us single handedly. Like, if our defense isn't going to tackle, because we can't tackle either, we're one of the worst tackling defenses in the NFL. If we can't tackle, Saquon Barkley's going to run all over us. And so, I mean, yeah, I'm concerned. I'm nervous about these next few games. I was excited before the 49ers game, and I was I was thinking one seed. If you listen to the podcast last week, I was talking one seed. I was talking control your own destiny. We win all games the rest of the season. We're the one seed. And now we're looking at possibly being the three seed. We possibly might not even win the North if we if we lose anymore because the Vikings have a very good shot to win out. Um, So, yeah, I'm, I'm really concerned with it. And, uh... There, there's a lot that we're going to have to address, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be rough. Um, One other thing I want to talk about is the receiver situation again. 
Uh, like I said earlier, I don't agree with the we need a receiver thing. But one thing I do want to kind of address, and I was thinking about this last night, uh, actually yesterday afternoon, whenever the Cowboys were playing, I'm thinking, was it a bad idea to let Randall Cobb go? Because not that I think that Randall Cobb's significantly better than any of our receivers uh, other than Devontae. He's he's not as good as Devontae, but I'd say he's right around the same uh skill level as the rest of the receivers maybe a little bit better because of the experience uh he's definitely a more sure-handed receiver the problem was was injuries and we didn't want to pay him the money because of the injuries and uh i'm thinking like should we have paid randall cobb because randall cobb would give rogers another security blanket other than Devonte adams he's a guy he knows he can trust and he knows he can throw balls to and randall cobb was a lot of fun catching balls from Rodgers that sometimes shouldn't have been catchable. He was very good. Randall Cobb was like our Julian Edelman. Uh, think Last night, there was a lot of times where the passes that were going to Geronimo Allison, and we'll talk about Allison in a minute, the passes that were going to Geronimo Allison would have looked really good going to Randall Cobb. And I, I believe that wholeheartedly. I think that Randall Cobb plays that position a lot better than Geronimo Allison does and he would have been a lot better at it the a couple of those you know those quick screens of Allison those little out routes where the uh outside receiver goes up and basically blocks he's not allowed to technically block but that's basically what he's doing is he's getting in the corner's way and we're throwing that out route to Allison Allison's slow Allison drops passes like I don't I don't I don't really understand why Allison's playing I don't at all I liked Geronimo Allison last year I thought he was going to emerge into something I was wrong I don't think he's very good he drops a lot of passes he's not very elusive he's not fast he doesn't break tackles what is he doing he's dropping passes and getting three yard catches like He's not doing anything, and so I really wonder, like, should we have kept Randall Cobb? Like, he's playing lots out for the Cowboys, and if he still has that left, like, imagine what this offense could have been with Devontae and him and the emergence of how good Aaron Jones is and the creativity of LaFleur. Like, I really think Randall Cobb could still produce in this offense, and I'm thinking we're really missing him. Um... One other thing I want to say is, uh, remember 2010, uh, we won the Super Bowl. Regular season, we didn't know we were going to win the Super Bowl. And uh, fans thought the whole world was over when we were losing to a couple teams. We lost to the Lions that year. And um, we also lost to the eventual one seed, Atlanta Falcons. We lost to them in the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. And... uh, that feels a lot like it does today after we lost to the 49ers. Um, the 49ers definitely thumped us worse. But, you know, the the Falcons beat us at home at their house, and we played them again in the, in the playoffs at their place in Atlanta, and we beat them. I'm not saying that's how it's going to go because right now I don't want to play in California. I really don't. Um, California does not seem fun right now. And, um, cause we're not playing good in California whatsoever, but I definitely think that, I mean, it's cool. It's a cool little thing to think about because this is one of those seasons where, I mean, I, I do still believe we have a chance at the Super Bowl. There's no team that I think is far and away better than us. Um, the most scared team to play I am is, uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens because what have the Packers done against running quarterbacks ever since I can remember lost, get killed, um, we actually that 2010 year we beat Michael Vick and the Eagles 
But uh, you you know what I mean? Like Colin Kaepernick torched us multiple times, especially the his record breaking game for rushing yards. Um, yeah, you know I'm scared to death of the Ravens, but no, I I really do. I think we're still capable of winning a Super Bowl this year. Uh, there's no team far and away better than us. Um, when we're playing at our absolute best, I think we're right there with the best. We're one of the best teams in the league, and I guarantee you, teams are scared of us. When we're playing like we did at Sunday night against the 49ers, I don't think anybody's scared of us. Um, but yeah, I, that's just something to think about. We lost to those Falcons in 2010. We went and won the Super Bowl. So uh, that's cool. And going off the Packers for a minute, the Patriots and the 49ers kind of shut some haters up because uh, I know there was a lot of talk uh, from everybody, including me. I was one of them about the Patriots and the 49ers. They haven't played a tough schedule. Now, given the Patriots, I didn't say they were bad. I knew they had played a weak schedule, but I knew they were also the New England Patriots, and I know they're good. They're good no matter who they play, and I guarantee you they're going to be right in the running for the Super Bowl in the AFC. They're going to be right in the middle of that. Uh, they're a very good football team no matter who they play. I don't care if their schedule is weak. They're going to be – you saw they played the number one offense Sunday, and they held them to nine points. Like, the New England Patriots are good. So, I think the Patriots and the 49ers both shut some haters up. And I was definitely a doubter of the 49ers. They had played garbage most of the year, except for this, their one loss was to the Seahawks. The only good team they played, they lost. So, uh, I was definitely a doubter of the 49ers. Um, I'm still not sold on Garoppolo. That team, I'm sold on the team. They're good. That's a very good football team. That defense is crazy good. Uh, their running game's not bad, and their, their receivers aren't much to talk about. Uh, yeah, da-da-da, they added Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, that, that, whatever. Emmanuel Sanders had one catch. I, I really, the we need a receiver group. I, I love that. Emmanuel Sanders had one catch. Um, so, I don't know. The 49ers, I'm not sold on Garoppolo. I still, he's a decent quarterback. I'll give him that. I'm as scared of him as I would be against Kirk Cousins or I would be against Matthew Stafford. Like, he's he's that decent, but he's not a guy that I'm like, oh, crap, the Packers are playing Garoppolo. No, it's not like that whatsoever. Um, but I definitely think the 49ers and the Patriots shut some guys up, shut some haters up. Uh, they're very good teams. I still think the 49ers won't be the one seed. I think they'll lose to the Ravens and the Saints, hopefully. Um, I think the Saints are going to get that one seed. I'm hoping the Packers can at least get the two seed because I'd rather go to New Orleans and play Drew Brees and the Saints than I would want to go back to California. I'd, I'd be okay if the Packers never went back to California unless that's where the Super Bowl was. The Super Bowl's in Miami, so uh, that's good. We can, we can rest easy with that one. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely think that I hope that the 49ers lose to the Ravens and the Saints, and I hope if we don't get the one seed, I hope the Saints do instead of the 49ers. That would be great. Um, and I, like I said a couple weeks ago, I would really like to see a breeze Rogers nfc championship. That would be really cool to watch. Uh, I could make a little bet with my buddy. He's a big Saints fan and talk trash to him. But I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot to be concerned about, guys. Um and I know there's a lot of frustrated fans, uh, reasonably so. Some fans really get on my nerves. I don't like getting on Twitter after a loss because they are so, so over-exaggerative. They over-exaggerate everything, and it, they're toxic and horrible to listen to. They don't know what they're talking about. People that watch the broadcasts with no perspective are the worst football fans ever. Really, that that really annoys me. They have no idea what they're talking about, and they just scream, we need a receiver. Like, it's so annoying. But, 
Yeah, there's definitely things to be concerned about, but there's also big upsides. The big upside is we play a really easy schedule going forward, and we're still eight and three. We still have a chance to be thirteen and three or twelve and four. I actually have a at the very beginning of the season, and I can show you the tweet if anybody wants proof before the season even started i said the packers will go 12 and 4 this year and win the super bowl and right now that's looking very likely if we lose to the vikings and we now nah, the super bowl thing's not looking likely but the 12 and 4 is uh if we beat the everybody but the vikings going forward we'll be 12 and 4 and uh a guy i made a friendly bet with if if that happens if we go 12 and 4 and win the super bowl he has to make a video of him publicly apologizing to me for saying i was wrong and i was reaching and uh if the opposite happens if that doesn't happen i have to do the same to him so uh that's pretty fun uh we're we're gonna see what happens with that but i did call 12 and 4 i wasn't right about the wins and losses though um I, i missed a couple of those but uh it'd be cool if we go 12 and 4 and get the two or the three seed that would be really awesome. I do think this team's still a Super Bowl contender. Um, right now, it doesn't look good for us. we got to get some things going. But uh, I think we can all rest easy knowing that this is still a very good football team and uh, we can rebound, see what happens. Uh, both times we've lost, we've came back and rebounded with a win. That's a, that's a good thing about Lafleur. We haven't lost two straight. So uh, every time that we've lost a game, we've bounced back with a win. Maybe against the Giants we can come back and do that this week, and I hope we kill them. I hope we murder the Giants because it would make it would make me a lot more confident. I know they're not good, but it would make me a lot more confident in the team and that we're not just we're not a fluke. Which we beat some really good teams. We beat five teams over five hundred. So, so I, I definitely think we're still a good football team. But until next week, we'll see what happens with the Giants. Uh, thank you guys for listening today, and go Pack. Track stars, you are now listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked.